0: Mike check, mike check, mikey, mic check, mike check a mic check, mikey, mikey check. Mike check a mic check. Mikey Mikey check. Mickey mickey check check, check. in the mic, Mikey check check. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to the I Hate Reading Podcast. The show where I read out loud. Not because I want to, but because I have to. I hate reading because I can't stand the sound of silence. I'm not good at reading, but I'm great at talking so let's get started kingdom hearts chain of memories riku's story chapter four replica all right i'm back and i'm ready to read some kingdom hearts last time riku confronted his replica he had to fight a copy of himself And the replica lost. But the organization wants to make it stronger. So they erased all of his memories tragically and destroyed his identity. Now we find him unconscious in a pod. He was inside the darkness, thick and black as ink. Where am I? I can't see anything. I can't hear anything. Who am I? He could see himself. The boy looked over his body. Blue pants and a yellow shirt. Black gloves and black wristbands. His hair, he could just see it. That was silver. This is me, but something felt terribly off. It didn't feel like this was his own body, except it was. He was in it. The boy began walking. Everything around him was pitch dark. He couldn't even tell whether he was really moving, but feeling like he had to keep going anyway, the boy walked. The door will open soon, he heard a voice say. Who's there, he shouted and then touched his own throat in surprise. That's what I sound like? You have nothing to fear. There is no need to fear the darkness. Now, go, hero of darkness. It felt like he'd heard this voice before somewhere, but he couldn't remember who it might be. Actually, he couldn't remember anything at all. Out of nowhere, light opened up in front of him. The boy shut his eyes against the dazzling brightness. Then a soft rush of sound came. Was it the ocean? Slowly. He opened his eyes to see a wide expanse of blue water. The waves lapped at a beach of sand, nearly as white as the sea foam. Two boys and two girls sat on the shore, leaning close together as they talked. He was not far away, but they didn't seem to notice him at all. Why do we always do what Riku says? The brown-haired boy angrily sprang to his feet and ran off. Sora, wait. The red-haired girl went after him. So the brown-haired boy's name was Sora. The two left behind were a boy with silver hair and a girl with light blonde hair the silver-haired boy was dressed the same as himself blue pants a yellow shirt black gloves and wristbands silver hair that was the same too and his eyes were blue nomine aren't you going after him too the silver-haired boy stood up and brushed sand from his pants but if i do then you'll be all alone riku the girl called nomine replied in a tiny voice still sitting She held a sketchbook and crayons. "'I don't mind being alone,' said Riku, and turned away from her. "'But Sora has Kairi, and you've got me. "'Huh,' Riku looked at Naminé again. A bit of color had come into her cheeks. She giggled softly. "'Riku, can I draw your face?' She laid out the crayons beside her and opened the sketchbook. Scribble, scribble, and like magic, the blank white page gave way to Riku's smile. Riku and Naminé laughed together. "'Hey, you kids.' said the boy with no name. But the moment he spoke, the world spun into nothing. He slept inside a huge pod. A man in a black cloak, with a hood pulled up over his head, stood there. The boy opened his eyes. Seeing him awake, the man pushed back his hood, revealing long, dull blonde hair and a sallow face. Conversion, 15% complete. The three of them ran up the seashore. Three, Kairi and Sora and him. Wait up, Sora, he shouted. Kyrie was chasing Sora and he was behind them. Maybe they were playing tag. Hurry up, Riku, Kairi called over his shoulder. It was the same name as the silver-haired boy on the beach. Am I? Riku? Is that my name? Then, that boy was me. Come on, Riku. You're such a slowpoke, Sora yelled, far ahead. So it's true. I'm Riku. But his vision went strange, warped, and he stopped. The sound of the waves turned ugly in his ears. No, it wasn't the sea. He couldn't hear that anymore. There was something weirder. What was that noise? Then he saw nothing but gray, and he fell again into nothingness. The boy stood in front of a little cave. He could hear an awful sound, like something enormous growling. But wasn't the sound he'd been hearing something uglier? Shh! Quiet! He turned to look at the other boy behind him. That was Sora. We've got to be careful. So they were about to go inside. Right. Sora had been saying there was a monster in the cave. So they'd come together to try and catch it. That was a huge adventure for us back then. The ceiling of the cave had a great big hole in it. The blue sky leaked in. See? It was just the wind making that noise. Aw, that's all? I wish it was a monster. Sora folded his hands behind his head, sighing with overblown disappointment. (sighs) The wind began to blow over the cave again, moaning and howling. Huh? Wait, what's that over there? Sora ran to the back of the cave as if he'd spotted something. A window? No, wait, it's bigger than that. Unhurried, the boy followed Sora. A door? There was a big door, one that looked familiar. He must have seen it before somewhere. But where? He looked at it closely, but there was no doorknob or keyhole to be found. There's no way to open it, though, he said, looking back at Sora, who kicked at a pebble. Sora was a year younger than him, but sometimes, the boy thought, he really acted like a little kid. Hey, Sora, he said. When we grow up, let's get off this island. We'll go on real adventures, not this kid stuff. Sora looked at him and grinned. The wind raised another terrible growl. The boy looked behind him again. The door began to shine with golden light, and then the light swallowed him up. It hurt. His heart hurt, and breath hurt. Why did he have to hurt this much? He was in a dim chamber. Everything was lavishly decorated, but still it felt lonely somehow. The boy clutched his chest, gasping with the pain. Riku. At the sound of that name, he looked up suddenly to see a tall woman clothed in all black. She held a staff in her hand, and her cape fluttered with every step. Some kind of awful smell was clinging to her. Remember, relying too heavily on the dark powers could cost you your heart, she said. That seems to be your problem, he tried to say, but the words stuck in his throat. Why was he thinking like that? How did he know her, anyway? Because I'm the one called Riku. He didn't know. He didn't understand anything. The boy floated inside the pod. Do you understand me, Replica? Hearing the voice, he slowly opened his eyes. And in front of him was the man in the black cloak with the long, dull hair. The cold, cruel smile that clung to his lips gave the boy a terrible, shivery feeling. You will become stronger, said the man, because whatever power that hero of darkness has will be yours. And that, at that, the boy closed his eyes again. Conversion, 35% complete. Hey, Riku, suppose you get to another world. What would you do there? Kairi said, staring into the sunset. Sora stood behind her. In the middle of the trio sat a little raft. The white sand, the sound of the waves. It was that island. The boy already recognized the name as his own. Riku, that's my name. And yet something felt just a little bit off. Do you want to see? Like Sora? Kyrie asked. The boy molded over for a moment and replied, Well, I haven't really thought about it. It's just... I always wondered why we're here on this island. If there are other worlds out there, why did we end up on this one? He squinted against the brilliance of the sinking sun. And suppose there are other worlds, he went on. Then ours is just a little piece of something much greater. So... We could have just as easily ended up somewhere else, right? This tiny world on these little islands. He wanted to see other places. He wanted to know why they were in a place like this. That's why we need to go out there and find out. Just sitting here won't change a thing. He stared, walking down slowly toward the shore. It's the same old stuff, and I want to go. You've been thinking a lot lately, haven't you? The hint of sadness he heard in Kyrie's voice. Was it just his imagination? Thanks to you, he said. If you hadn't come here, I probably would have never thought of any of this. Right? I really liked Kyrie. She was special to me. But Kyrie liked Sora. I always knew that. Thanks, Kyrie. He told her. In that moment, he had really wanted to tell Kyrie how he felt, but he couldn't do it. I'll make it so the girl is yours. The voice whispered to him from somewhere. He turned. Who was that? Before he knew it, the sea had turned black as ink. What is it that you want? Whoever it was seemed to murmur right next to his ear. Around him, the ground turned black, too. Darkness was spreading out from him, and then it covered him completely. I'll make your wishes come true. He didn't want someone else to grant his wishes. He wanted to earn those things for himself. But back then, I wanted Kyrie to be mine, no matter what it took. I did. No, it was Riku who wanted that, willing to do whatever it took. Everything faded into black. It was his own room in the castle, Maleficent's castle, Hollow Bastion, Kairi. Sora. He decided he would do anything to get Kairi's heart back, even if it meant getting his hands dirty with darkness. The boy rose from the bed and walked out. If he climbed the stairs to the tall tower, he would reach the small balcony at the very top. He liked to look out on the view from there. It felt like there was a gaping hole in his heart where the wind blew through, like he was the only person in the whole wide world. The cold wind brushed at his cheeks. When he woke up, he was standing on the beach, "'Sora appeared into Nomine's sketchbook. "'It doesn't look like me at all.' "'Naminé looked up at him anxiously. "'She was drawing a portrait of Sora in her sketchbook, "'but apparently there was something about it "'that Sora didn't like. "'I think it does,' said the boy, "'as he looked at the drawing. "'It captured Sora's pouty face perfectly. "'It does not!' "'Sora yanked the sketchbook out of Nomine's hand. "'Sora, give it back!' she cried, "'but not before Sora began ripping apart the pages. "'Hey, Sora!' the boy shouted. Before their eyes, the sketchbook was getting torn to shreds. You're so mean, Namine crouched down, trying to gather up the shreds of paper. But Sora shoved her and stomped on the pieces. How could you? Sora? I... I don't ever want to see you again, she shouted, starting to cry. Sora, I don't ever want to see you again. And then everything faded. You're serious, Clarksene said a little condescendingly. Of course, Vexen knocked on the panel. Beside him... Namine gazed at the boy in the pod. I'm so sorry. She had no idea whether her quiet murmur could reach him. Conversion, 43% complete. All right, I think we should take a break right there. We're about halfway. A little bit over halfway, actually. Well, that was interesting, to say the least. Apparently Riku really did care about Kairi a lot more than people think. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Well, that's evidence against. Uh, we'll find more for or against. That's the job. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by my link tree. Look at it. It's right down there. It's a little link. Give it a click. A little clicky-clack. It'll show you everything I've ever made. It's all pretty good. Well, it's good enough. Could be better. I work on way too many things. I have a real, real problem with uh, ambition. I tend to overcommit. Anyway, check it out. It's pretty good. There's a lot of different stuff on there. Podcasts and essays and everything. I mean, I even have so many really stupid ideas I want to do. So many other channels I wish I could do if I had more free time. But there are so many things that I want to do. And never enough time to do them. Anyway, let's go back to the show. This is going to be a short one. The boy was in the marble hall. It seemed to be part of a great big castle. Where am I? He looked around. He couldn't remember ever seeing a place like this before. A door opened, and he sensed another presence. Someone came running up to him. Riku, is it really you? That voice, it was Sora. And his, his own name was Riku. Repeating that name in his mind, he looked at Sora, who looked ready to run up and grab him in a bear hug. But he stopped short. The boy felt like there was a thick fog over his memory. How did I get here? What are you doing here? Sora blurted. Not happy to see me? Let me know if I'm getting in the way of something important. The words tumbled out effortlessly. But they made him uneasy. The boy snorted at Sora. No, we got separated. And we were looking for each other. Something like that. And now we're both looking for Naminé. That was the basic outline. Wait, outline? The way the word outline came into his head made him feel uncertain, but he kept glancing at Sora anyway. Huh, I didn't mean that. Sora hung his head. Hm. never mind the excuses. I bet you'd all but forgotten about me. The boy was speaking about Sora, but it really was out of frustration with his own memory. Are you crazy? Sora protested. Come on, I came all this way looking for you. But you're not anymore, are you? Said the boy. Now the only one you're trying to find is Naminé. You don't care about me. That's not true, Sora burst out. Sora, you never think of anything but Naminé, the boy thought. I was the same, but you have Kyrie. so why can't you let me just have Naminé? Well, Sora, you never gave a thought to her feelings, did you? Nominees? Said Sora, as if that surprised him. Ha! I knew it. You don't really care about her either. Just because you want to see Naminé, well, it doesn't go both ways. But that wouldn't have crossed your mind, huh? But, Sora stammered. Why would I want to see you after what you did to her? In fact, Naminé doesn't even want to look at your face, Riku added. Why not? The boy understood. But Sora must have begun to lose his memory, too. But even so, Sora was forgetting too much. Such important things. Important memories. Sora was on the verge of forgetting everything. Even about me, the boy thought. But he didn't even understand how he knew that Sora was losing his memory. That made him more uncertain about himself. I hate Sora. "'Namine doesn't want to see him, either. "'Those were the only definite facts he had. "'You should ask your memories "'about why Namine disappeared from the islands. "'If you remembered that, you'd know. "'Did I... did I do something? "'Is this my fault?' asked Sora. "'Riku. "'Go home, Sora. "'I'll take care of Namine. "'Anyone who gets near her has to go through me.' "'The boy raised his sword at Sora, "'darkness enveloping him, "'and he felt strength course through his body. What? "'What's wrong with you?' Sora cried. We're supposed to be friends. Please. Sora, since when did you ever care about me? Namina is not the only one who got sick of looking at you. So did I. He shot back and leaped at Sora. Why don't I want to see Sora? Why am I so angry? His heart was full of doubts and questions, but he swung his sword anyway. Riku, stop it. Just in time, Sora blocked his strike with the keyblade. <sighs> so you've gotten a little bit stronger, huh? Sora, he remembered, had always lost when they fought. What do you mean you're sick of looking at me, Sora yelled. Why would you say that? Hmm, because I was holding it in until now, that's all. I never liked you, you know? Never. Even as those words left him, he felt reluctant to say them. I really never liked Sora at all? He wasn't sure. He couldn't remember. He just couldn't remember. If you're serious, then I'm fighting for real, too. Sora brought the keyblade down on him. He barely managed to block. Sora was strong, and it was true strength. "'Hey, are you sure I got stronger, or are you slipping?' The slight smile that Sora showed him. It was the best sort of smile, the kind you give to someone you care about. And the boy felt bewildered. He didn't understand how Sora could smile like that at him. He didn't understand it, and it made him sad and resentful. It hurt. Ooh, shit. Okay.' The memories, the feelings in him, were all muddled and confused. "'Riku,' Sora was driving him back. The boy shoved away and ran. I don't understand, and for him to lack the understanding was terror. He wanted to run away from here. He wanted to go somewhere else, somewhere far away. Larksine and Vexen loomed over the boy, collapsed on the floor in the corridor. Sigh. I told you he wasn't ready yet, said Larkseen, prodding the boy with her foot. This is all your fault for rushing things, Vexen. I seem to recall you saying that Sora had already made it to that floor. Vexen bolstered up. Vexen hoisted up the boy's limp body and turned away from her. Clarksene folded her arms. Now what are we doing? She asked as if it could hardly concern her. His memory is still in the process of being rewritten, and if the helix of his memories could break down in the midst of that process, the replica himself would break down. Isn't that so, Naminé? Yes, Naminé's tiny voice replied. She stared at the boy, who was white as a sheet. All we have to do is complete his memories and send him to do battle with the hero, said Vexen, and left Namine in tow. Make it stop, feeling as if she'd heard a feeble voice, Namine turned. Replica? What is it, Namine? Vexen asked. She closed her eyes for a brief moment, then followed him. That was a very short chapter. I got very mixed feelings about this one. The first half is all about Riku's past, and him basically saying that he liked Kairi, and then him saying that he's okay with being alone, and then him saying, oh no, I want Kyrie to myself, and going to the dark side. And then in the future, he runs into Sora, and immediately he falls apart, and he's like, no, why am I mad? Why am I saying these things? I don't want to say this. Why am I angry? What the hell's going on? And he's all confused. Now you gotta remember, he's only 45% restored. So his memories have been completely erased. He knows nothing. And then they just booted him up with, like, three memories from his childhood that have already been changed. So now Replica Riku is like a mess. He doesn't know who he is or what's going on now. He's already forgotten that he's a replica, and now he's forgotten that he didn't even know who Naminé was. Who knows if he actually liked Kyrie, or if Naminé added that so that she could make him like her. It's a mess. It's a complete and utter mess. So, take from it what you will. It is fascinating, though. I don't think any other story has ever had a person reboot their memories, and halfway through go and fight someone they care about, and sort of remember them, but sort of not. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating story. Anyway, that's about it for me today. I liked it. I had fun. I hope you had fun. Anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye.